she has a past and a story. She's been through a lot and has a lot to say. She is tired of being in a cage. She notices the doors open and is finally ready to break free. Join me, Karina Garcia, as I share the different things that may hold you captive to an enslaved mindset where you were really never meant to stay and you were really never meant to be in. Life is hard. Choices do have consequences, both good and bad. But love is real, and it's true. Jesus Christ always provides a way out. Hola, and welcome to She Breaks Free and She Believes podcast. I'm your host, Karina Garcia. How many times have you done something that you may think that is embarrassing? Like maybe you tripped and you fell in front of other people or... Maybe you passed gas in a public place and you didn't think they heard, but they could smell it. Oof. As embarrassing as those things are, those typically may not last beyond that moment, unless, of course, it's recorded and somehow shared on social media or somebody holds it against you as a way to kind of try to define you. But how many times have you done things in your life that actually bring you shame? In today's episode, we will discuss what shame is and how to break free from knowing that it doesn't have to have power over you. So if we talk about shame, man, shame can be something that's actually really difficult and can sometimes come along with guilt. Because if we look at shame, shame is a feeling or an emotion we have and it can tend to diminish what we see ourselves, our value, our self-worth. You know, it can create doubt. It can instill in us an unbelief of who God says we are. According to psychology.com, it can stem from words that we hear growing up also. If you think about what the word of God says, there's power in the tongue, power to bring life or death to others. From the, abound- from the abundance of our heart, our mouth will speak. So the times that maybe growing up, people spoke to you and told you that you would not amount to anything, or maybe they told you that you were dumb, or how could you have dreams like that, or you're just wasting your time, you just have to go to school and finish your career and get your job and pay your bills and do all of the things on that checklist that I have no idea who created when. But in reality, that can bring so much weight on people and that can make you feel like now you have to accomplish those things on that checklist because it's an expectation your parents gave it to you and then you saw the life you were raised in and you thought i don't want to have this kind of life 100 for my family so i need to make changes and changes are great because you want to improve and you want to continue to grow but did anything ever carry shame with you did you ever feel like you were never good enough or that there was nothing you could do that would ever be sufficient because again that checklist was just so long that checklist was just so detailed the expectations were so high that you might have felt like there was just no way so you allowed that to creep in not only that how many times did you allow that to creep in and then even start talking about that way about yourself that way i mean think about how many times you speak negatively about yourself how many times do you make a mistake and easily say out loud because i know i do um hello dummy that's not the way you should have done it or hello stupid oh i'm so dumb like they may seem like words that are just minuscule ridiculous they just came out of our mouth they don't mean much but they do 
our self-talk is important. Just as our talk towards others is very important. Just as in the studies that have been done on even plants, you have people that speak to a plant and they have two plants. And one of them is being told lovely things, that they're beautiful, that they're loved, that they're cared for. They sing to the plant. And then the other plant is just told insults. And they're just told that they're horrible and that they offer no life and whatever it may be. And after a period of time, you look at both these plants one is thriving and growing and just up high and the other is falling apart dying dry why because again they absorbed whatever was being spoken over them and with us our brain allows us to believe what it believes so what we speak we believe it what we hear we believe it until we don't see it's easy to think that we have every right to doubt who we are we have every right to doubt who god says we are you know his word can say so many beautiful things we sing songs of worship that make us cry deeply because they make us feel seen and no longer invisible regardless of how many people are standing around us at church or in the car or at home or wherever we may be at that christian concert but truly how often do you take those words and live by them how often do you believe that he is so worthy, that he created you, that he loves you so much, that through your life there's beauty, there's love, there's purpose, there's intention, and there's no shame. There's no guilt. I want to share with you a dream I had. It was crazy because it, this dream was so vivid and so beautiful, but it helped me understand a bit more about our salvation, a bit more about the, the sacrifice that Jesus made for our salvation. So I don't know what was happening in my dream, but all I remember was I was running. I was running away from something or from someone. I couldn't tell what it was. I just remember running so fast and I continued to turn back as if somebody was chasing me and I was afraid for my life and I was scared and I just needed to get away. And then I remember seeing this look like a town right? This was an old time, you know, cobblestone floors, dirt. It was just an old town and people were gathered and people were everywhere. And I just thought, I just need to get away. I just need to find a place to hide. I just need to find shelter. I need to get away from whoever it is that's chasing me because I just feel so strongly that if they get me, I don't know what can happen. So I continue to run and I continue to go. And as I'm running, I see a line of people and they seem to be forming a line by this gate and this gate, all you could see is it's surrounded by more cobblestone stone all around it, like a huge, maybe like a building. I want to say no more than maybe one or two stories high. It wasn't nothing huge like a skyscraper, but I knew that it was a building. It had a doorway and a gatekeeper and people were just in a huge line that wrapped around trying to get in. So I figured instead of going, you know, in the open area where they're going to spot me, they're going to see me, they're going to find me why not go to that line? So I ran as fast as I could. I, you know, went through the crowd and said, excuse me, I'm sorry. They could tell I was in a rush, but people just smiled and, and others just looked and I got in line and the line would move slowly, but it would move. And I started talking to the person that was next to me and kind of smiling, kind of like, you know, one of those pretend, you know, we're laughing things so that if they see me, they think I'm with you. And it was, as the line progressed, it was crazy because I started noticing I started observing, I started paying attention and 
the people in line, it was a large group, but they were there individually, if that makes sense. It's like I was in line, but I had something in my hand. As I observed, each person had some kind of animal that was tied to a rope that they were holding onto as they were walking. And then I was paying attention as we were getting closer to the front of the line and the gatekeeper would see the animal, see the person, and then nod their head, open the gate and let them in. And they'd walk in with the animal. So then I was noticing, okay, so then apparently to get through this gate, they need some kind of animal my gosh, I don't have an animal. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm running away from whatever's chasing me or whoever's chasing me. I'm trying to hide, but I'm not going to be able to get into that gate without an animal. I look around. I don't see an animal. There's nothing I can do. And the man that's next to me, he just says, hi, how are you? And I start talking to him and I, I smile. I'm like, I'm, I'm fine. Thank you. Again, I don't want anybody to notice that I'm running away from something because I feel shame. I don't know why, but in me, I just feel shame and I feel like they can't know what I know. They can't know what I did or what I'm running away from. They just, they just have to let me be here. They just have to keep me safe. They just have to let me in. So this man is talking to me and, you know, I had seen him talking to people around me and he steps kind of away from the line and he stands next to me and he just walks with me at this point. And he's having a conversation with me and he's smiling at me and I just start to calm down. I feel my heartbeat slow down. I feel my breathing no longer be labored and I feel at peace and I'm talking and I'm smiling and I'm walking and there's like three men in front of us and they're walking in with their animals and then I realize again, oh, I don't have an animal. What am I going to do? So I said, well, maybe I'll just ask and maybe I'll just tell them in the front what's going on and they'll let me through. I mean, if nothing else, at least I got away this much, then I'll figure something else, right? So I'm walking towards the front and the gentleman that was next to me comes in front and, you know, it was his turn. So he comes up, he talks to the gatekeeper and then I notice, wait, he doesn't have an animal either. But by that point, the gate is open. He's walking in and then he's waving at me to follow him. And I'm thinking, what? And the gatekeeper says, go ahead. I'm like, okay. So I walk in with him. They close the gate behind us. And when we walk in through the gate, the gate closes I really don't want to hesitate and ask why did I come in or what happened or I was just safe. Like, that's all I knew. I was safe and I was with somebody who gave me time to just feel at peace and walked with me and allowed me to go in to this place where there was safety. And I wanted to come in, so I was in. So as I look around, there's a lot that's going on. There seems to be like a tent further up and that's closed and that's sealed and you can't see it. And then there are people that, that were standing in line now that are standing against the wall to my right. Others are to my left. And then you see like this, this thing in the center. It looks like a stand that's about maybe a couple feet high. And then you see a person walk up to it and then they take their animal, they put it there and then the animal is killed. And then because the animal's killed, that individual now smiles and they walk towards that tent. And I realized, oh, that's what the animals are for. So I make that realization. I'm like, okay, well, I'm in. I don't have an animal. And I don't know what I'm going to do because every single person is apparently sacrificing this animal to get in through that tent. So I go get in line again, trying to think of a way to maybe do something. And before I know it, I'm next in line. And then they say, go ahead. I'm like, 
what do you mean I didn't give you anything? They said, no, he took care of it. And I turn around and the man that was walking with me, the man that led, the, told the gatekeeper to let me in, is now walking towards that stand and is getting on that stand. Then I know what's going to happen next because I saw it happen to these animals. And he turns to look at me and he smiles and he nods his head and I just know that it didn't matter who was chasing me. It didn't matter that the, the shame that I felt. It didn't matter that any guilt that I could have carried because of whatever was behind me. He was making a choice at that moment to sacrifice his life for me. I didn't know him. He didn't know me. Or at least I thought. And he still chose to lay his life down for me. I didn't of course see what happened. I just knew what was next. And I just remember his smile. And they led me to walk towards that tent. And the, the curtain opened and I woke up. And I remember waking up thinking, wow. Like, like more vivid, more tangible, more real. It couldn't have been. I mean, I know. I know what John 3.16 says. I, I, I know that for God so loved the world that he sent his only son. I know the sacrifice that Jesus made. I've read it. I've seen it. I've heard it. I've celebrated it for so many people. But in that dream, I honestly felt like God needed me to understand. Do you see my daughter? That when you think shame follows you, when you think you're guilty from your past, when you think you have to run away and hide, when you think that there's no way you're going to be let in, there's no way that you're going to be able to let go, there's no way you'll find joy, there's no way you'll find peace, there's no way you'll find love, that it exists and it exists through me, that it exists for you. I realized in that dream that what I was able to celebrate for my sisters and my brothers in Christ and the people that didn't know him and were raising their hand for salvation at church or were changing their life in the world, that he had done it for me. That I was also a part of his plan. That he wanted me to stop running from whatever I thought I had to run away from and he just wanted me to run towards him. He wanted me to trust in him. He wanted me to believe and know that his word is true and that he is faithful and that he loves me and that he is for me and that nothing I could have done could have caused him to not do what he did. And it's the same for you. It honestly is. It's, it's the same for you. If, if we look at the stories in the Bible, if we look at the people that came before us, if we look at Adam and Eve in Genesis in the fall, Genesis 3, they realize they're naked. And they're told to leave. But wait. It didn't stop there. God made sure that they had something to cover up their nakedness before they left. Because now they knew they were naked. Now they had a sense of shame. And even though they went against what he asked of them. His love was so great for them. He still took time to make sure that they were covered. So they could move on and know. My love is still for you. 
You can't stay here because you broke the rule that I gave you. You chose something other than me, yet my love is still for you. And then you look at Peter with his betrayal. Not once, not twice, three times. In the book of John, we can read about Peter. and Because of fear, he denied him. Even though Jesus had told him he would deny him, and he denied that he would deny him. He said he never would. He denied him three times because he was afraid of what would happen if others knew he was tied to Jesus. And even through that, he was forgiven by Jesus after his resurrection. He wanted to see him. Why? Because of his love. David with Bathsheba. Oh my gosh. The horrible things he did to cover his sin. Yet there was still forgiveness for him because of God's love. And that's the thing. God's love exists. There is nothing that you should have follow you as shame. Because shame was taken by him the moment that he chose to die on that cross the moment that on the third day he rose in victory that was for you that was for you the shame you think you need to carry the shame you wear like a proud part of your attire your being you can let that go how how do you let that go it's easier said than done no trust me it is easy to do that You confess your sins to God. You accept him as Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ, I accept you as Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. My gosh, just when when your life is over on this earth and you have a place to go, you can choose heaven by choosing Jesus. So you confess, you accept, and what's next? You trust him. You have a willingness within your heart to seek his presence, to seek his will for your life, to be as obedient as you can be to his will every day of your life. It is a daily choice. It is not always easy, but it's not impossible. And it is so worth it. I mean, think about it. Just imagine yourself in my dream, that dream I just shared with you. You're running away from something at some point in your life. You run away, you're trying to seek shelter, You find a crowd where you think you can hide and nobody will see you, but you're still scared. Then somebody comes alongside you and allows you to leave that sense of fear and shame and guilt behind you. And then they give you a smile. They bring you peace. They share their love. They walk alongside you. They allow you a space to come into this place where you had nothing to pay the price to be allowed admittance. Then they take the ultimate sacrifice of giving up their life so that you can go on with yours and you can live that life in love, in peace, in patience, and knowing that whatever you endure in this world, whatever comes your way that is hard, it's going to come because it's life, but you're not doing it alone because he's walking alongside you. So I encourage you, if you feel shame, let it go. Talk to him. He loves you. He wants to hear you. He wants you to let go of shame and guilt because that is not a part of who his creation is. Confess your sins to God. Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Receive his love for you. And allow yourself to see what it's like for him to walk alongside you, lead you by the hand, share his love with you, And then his love flows through you for others. Are you ready?
Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of She Breaks Free and She Believes podcast. I truly hope that you're able to begin to break free from lies, misconceptions, doubt, unbelief, and anything else that keeps you from living this one life to the fullest according to what God has placed in your heart and woven you in your mother's womb to do. I pray that his love abides in you and that you never forget that his joy is your strength and that you have purpose and are here with intention. Make sure you subscribe so you can stay updated with the latest episodes. And if you choose to connect further with me, head to connect.2 forward slash Karina Garcia. That's K-O-N-E-C-T dot T-O forward slash K-A-R-I-N-A-G-A-R-C-I-A. God bless you. Have a great one.